Hello, my friends. I am very excited about this. During an interview, God inspired me to do some bonus episodes of topics he has put on my heart. While I have you here, I want to keep you updated. The last episode of season one of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast will air on August 31st, which is right around the corner. Don't worry though, I have a second season already recorded and set to air starting October 1st. For the month of September, the podcast will be taking a short break, but you can expect bonus episodes like this one sprinkled throughout, so don't despair. On that note, I wanted to thank you for being a loyal listener of this podcast. It brings me so much gratitude and joy to know that these shows make a difference in your life. Spread the encouragement around and share this podcast with your friends, whether it be on social media or in person. I'm very excited to share this episode with you, so let's jump right in. Welcome to bonus episode number one, Lies from the World. When referencing the world, I don't actually mean God's creation. I mean it like Paul meant it in Romans 12 too. The world was created by God and it was perfect, but then sin entered it and it's never been the same. So to get the context correct, the world could be synonymous with the flesh or just plain sin. Galatians 5.17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And that's the ESV version. This is the struggle we feel when we know Jesus. Make no mistake, whether you know Jesus or not, you will struggle in this life. But when you choose to follow him, you begin to see these struggles in black and white, in flesh and in spirit. The world, the flesh, sin, lies to us to keep us in it. The flesh wants us to live from the flesh because the flesh is also of the enemy. Romans 8, 7-8 says, Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And that is the NASB version. To give you a real life relatable example, let's talk about the phrase, you do you, which is very current in our culture today. I like it, honestly. But without the truth backing it up, it just doesn't work. The lie around this statement, you do you, is that we can somehow manage everyone's feelings and personalities so that we are all at peace. This won't ever work. I wish people would figure this out and stop wasting their energy. Well, what are you saying, Vanessa? Are we not supposed to care? Not even try? I'm so glad you asked. Find your identity in Christ alone and then abide with him every day. This way, you get to be exactly who you were made to be. And if people don't like you, that's okay. Because your creator loves you. He cherishes you. 
He is delighted by you. And that sounds amazing, right? So is it really that easy? Yes and no. Yes, because when you rest in your identity in Christ, you are home and you are living in truth. No, because actually you still live in the earth. And so you'll have to bat away lies like this for the rest of your life. Is it worth it? Yes. Living in truth is a thousand times better than going along with the deception that the world has to offer. Roman 8.13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Recognizing the lies of the flesh is so important. Because if you don't recognize the lies, your reality consists of living in them. I might not know you personally, but I can guess that you'd rather actually live in truth than just simulate your life here on earth. Here's the good news. You don't have to figure this all out on your own. God wants to work it out with you. He wants to guide you and keep you in his care. If this all sounds great but you're not really sure how to work things out with God, then I want to help. In section two of my Truth and Tools workbook, I share practical application steps to help you draw near to God. And I'm actually going to share a full section with you right now. So grab a pen and piece of paper, maybe even pause me for a second to do that, or open up a fresh Word document and let's do this. Section two is called, Don't Let Fear Stop You. God has created you with unique abilities and specific purposes. Sadly, most people go through their whole life never knowing what those are. Purpose is craved because it adds value and meaning to one's life. The problem is that we often tend to seek purpose and meaning in everything except Jesus. Christians know that their purpose is in Jesus, but often still don't seek that purpose in him because they're too scared. What if God calls them to do something they're terrified to do? We live in a world of fear. We are driven by it, even though we don't want to be. Living in your God-given purpose is much more life-giving and fulfilling than living in fear. So how do we make the switch? If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. Jesus from Matthew 21, 22. This scripture gives us confidence in what we ask for, but it is so powerful and unbelievable that it can scare us too. Because we let fear drive our lives, we tend to read this verse and think, okay, cool. So maybe one day I'll give that a try. We are too afraid of what our lives might look like if we ask right now. Do you know what is blocking you from knowing your purpose? It's fear. It is a very common fear that spending time in your Bible and talking with God throughout the day might not leave enough time for much else. We fear that if we don't get enough work done each day that we won't be able to pay the bills. And God isn't over any of that. It's all up to us, right? We can't let fear drive our lives and trust God at the same time. 
Our fear of the Lord needs to be larger than the fear of not paying our bills. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 9.10 I know people who have been wanting to know God's purpose for their lives for decades and they feel it hasn't been revealed. The Word says, Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And that's from Psalm 34, I'm sorry, Psalm 37, 4. So what's missing? Why hasn't God's purpose for their lives been revealed? If we break down this verse, we can see that God doesn't just give us the desires of our heart. Something has to happen before that. Our will must be submitted to him. We must delight in his ways. We must walk and talk with him. We must meet with him in his word and know his ways. It's not an overnight process. It's a lifelong journey. So how can we take fear out of the driver's seat so that we can live in our God-given purpose? Diligence in our relationship with God. And right now, I'm going to take you through two steps, okay? Step one is pray and commit. And you can do this today. You can do it right now and start putting your faith in action come before God right now in prayer and you can use this prayer as your model dear Lord I may have been too afraid to seek your purpose for my life in the past or I know your purpose for my life but I've been too afraid to follow through I realize now that living in fear is not how I want to live the rest of my days Show me what you would have me do next. Show me in your word and let me hear the whispers from the Holy Spirit. Show me signs throughout my day and open my eyes to see them. I commit to prayer and reading your word blank times a week because I know that if I am diligent in spending time with you, our relationship will grow and I'll be able to navigate my life through your truth instead of my fear. I won't make this commitment in my flesh, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep me diligent in my time with you, dear Lord. I ask this all in Jesus' name, and I believe that it will be answered. Amen. Now, step two is be diligent. You can find a friend and ask them to pray for you in this commitment. More importantly, ask the Holy Spirit to hold you accountable and to keep your heart open to his nudges and promptings so that you can be obedient and experience the blessing that comes with living in your God-given purpose. God knows we need the diligence to follow him and live in his ways. It's not something that will happen on accident. If we are diligent in reading God's word, the rewards are many. A sluggard's appetite is never filled but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Proverbs 13, 4. And to close out this section, I have a challenge. Write out your new commitment to kicking fear out of the driver's seat and letting God lead you in his truth. You may use this model or create your own. Today, I am committing to read my Bible prayerfully, blank, a week, so that I I can strengthen my relationship with God and use his word to navigate my life. 
I know that the answers to all my questions are found in him, and so I will diligently seek him. In Jesus' name, amen. And the little tag at the end of this section is, you can't sustain a relationship with God without digging into the word. Sermons and fellowship alone won't cut it. So that is the end of section two of the Truth and Tools workbook. I hope you enjoyed the full sample. Every section in this workbook was created to get you closer to God and provides practical application steps in each section. What you can expect as you go through the workbook is more time in God's Word as you gain more understanding and clarity for the plans He has created for you. You can get your own PDF copy of this full workbook on my website, bodysoulandmind.info. I hope you have enjoyed our bonus session today, and I look forward to sharing more with you soon. God bless you. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.